0: This is a BoardWalk
1: Audio podcast. I just, I just drink, drink wine. Wine. wine.
0: Well, hello, my darlings, and welcome back to another edition of The Wine Situation. Tonight on The Wine Situation, we'll find out what the situation is... I don't know why I did that. That was dumb. That was really dumb. Should I start? No, I'll just go on. Um, the situation is, you know, well, I guess we're going out more carefully, but we're also still drinking at home a lot and I want to be your drinking buddy and I want to teach you about wine and I want to bring a little joy to your heart. (sighs) And yeah, that that's about it. Who am I? I am Ellen Clifford L Clifford to some people, Ellen Clifford to others. I'll take either. I'm flexible in many ways. Just check my Instagram if you don't believe me, says the girl who puts her foot behind her head. Whoa, what a way to start the show. Um, Yeah, so I'm qualified to to say a few things about wine. I'm almost done with my diploma for the Wine and Spirit Educational Trust. I am a certified sommelier. I write for Delectable. And uh, yeah, that's me. I'm happy you're here to listen to me talk. I will try to make it worth your time. Guys, um, This I was going to record this yesterday, and then I needed to go pick someone up, and I like I had the wine poured, I had the outline made, I was locked and loaded, ready to go, and then I had to abandon ship. I'm really mixing metaphors here. Uh, so I'm hoping. Like normally, I like to make my outline or write before I do the podcast because then it feels it feels in the moment. What I what I want to talk about, what I'm gonna say, thoughts, feelings. Um, so you know, I'm just conjuring up Wednesday night on a Thursday night at 10:03. It is currently. Anyway, I am very excited for the show, as always. I'll get to the agenda in a minute, but, you know, I'll just take a moment to check in. What a day. Uh, it's been today, too. <laughs> like, Actually, I guess today hasn't been so much what a day. Yesterday was one of those days where I had a wine tasting online in the afternoon, which actually it was a I tasted the wine and discovered what I wanted to share with you guys tonight so for once I've tasted the wine before sharing it with you but hopefully that's okay um and then I that evening had I had a friend who is writing a a cartoon um with like superheroes and supervillains and he wrote me an email it was like hey Ellen I have this character for you do you want to do this and I was like are you kidding me I've always wanted to be a supervillain i Actually, I think I played one in a student film, like the first year I was in LA and never saw the footage. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. So bad. But I'm sure my acting was genius. Um, anyway, this, this super villain, she's got like she's got massive amount of red hair and was wearing uh, this green dress with these like purple thigh-high boots, and I was like, Oh my god, how did you like I this is a member of my writing group, so he knows me from Meetings and um, like seen me in table reads I guess but I was like, how did you know purple and green are my favorite color? Um, So I was really last night when I was getting ready to record. I was like, hi, I'm acting I'm ready to rock this world and be a supervillain And I guess today I'm feeling a little calmer But I have gathered my wits about me. I stretched I Warmed up my facial muscles. I put makeup on and earrings um and made my outline actually no I didn't make that what am i saying i read through my outline to refresh my memory and make sure i knew what i was talking about and now i'm here to share with you this is the last uh podcast i'll record before my birthday this weekend so and the podcast that will come after this podcast I, I'm i going to double-check to make sure I'm right, but I believe it will be number 100 of, of all time. Not of this season, but of all time. So oh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to figure out exactly what to do, but I want it to be exciting. I do have a lot of wines recently I procured that I'm very excited to share with you guys. Super cool ones. but what does one drink for the 100th um, podcast they've recorded? Uh, right after a major birthday. I don't know. I had birthier wine last year on my birthday and I haven't managed to get any yet. And I don't know if I'm going to, but I'll live. You know why? Because it's a pandemic and if I'm alive, <laughs> I'm pretty happy. Um, Alright, should we get into the agenda? I think we should. Um, the agenda today is some cool news with a deal for y'all um we have another rousing round of who what when where why wine the bones upon which the vegetarian or vegan um depending on my mood um you know well i guess if it's vegan it's also vegetarian so let's just say the vegetarian um flesh of this podcast hang upon such as tempeh you know i haven't had tempeh in a minute guys and i feel like the time has come for me to have some um, have I had any other interesting vegetarian food recently? I feel like I've been eating different things um, because I've been eating it, it uh, with my my pandemic pal. Um, so, hmm, let me think on that. I'll come up with something later. Uh, so uh, then we will get into this wine, which is not exactly a woman winemaker now, but you'll see. Um, a woman is fundamental for this wine, Uh, we will have a happy cocktail hour, and then, you guys, we have a drunk dial with Lydia Richards, who's a super cool woman, Um, so yeah, it's it's a fun episode, I think it will be, we'll see. All right, Um, thing number one, the cool news, I told you guys my play was coming back, um, Gary's Divorce Party, the immersive theater zoom play that you can take part in and if you're in la you can get wine for because i play evie the sommelier evie gray sommelier (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i love my character's name possibly better than mine own i don't know why i just went shakespeare i'm like mine own (laughs) let me have my name l or ellen um so anyway uh that will be September 12th, I think, in the evening. And if we sell enough tickets, we might do two shows that night. And then I think we're doing a brunch show the next day. And I'm still picking the I'm going to do different wines than I did for the last one. So trying to keep it fresh. Uh, it'll be a really good show. We, people really, really dug it. Um, and I have a deal for you to get 10 bucks off your ticket, guys. So if you use Evie's Winos, that's capital E-V-I-E-S-W-I-N-O-S, you will get 10 bucks off. Where are you going to find this? Uh, Go to Eventbrite and search for Gary's divorce party and you'll find it. Oh, and funny enough, like, I forget who it was, but someone who knew um, the people who run the theater company sent them a picture. They actually, like, saw a sign somewhere saying, like, happy divorce, Gary. (laughs) So somewhere out there, there's uh, hopefully happy Gary getting a divorce in in real life and not just in the immersive theater life. So... Um, come play with me. The show ends a little differently every time, and, yeah, so I can't really give a spoiler alert, but, um, it'll be fun. Do it. Do it. Get a ticket. Join me. You'll get to hang out with me. I mean, you'll be hanging out with Evie, but, you know, she's an extension of me. So that is that. All right, should we get into who, what, when, where, why? Wine? Yes. Your who is Rudolph first. F-U with the, what is it when the two dots are over it? That's an uh, unlock, I don't remember what that is called, but two dots over the U, R-S-T. Rudolph first, is your who. Now let's talk about this wine. I You guys know of my passion for Portugal after going there last year, and um, I was offered to do a tasting with um, someone from Casa Ferrarinha, I'm probably saying that wrong. It's the F E R R E I R I N H A Ferrarinha. Um and they sent me three beautiful red wines and like they were all good, but the third one they sent me just like we were all like, Yes, this is happy wine, we love this. So I quickly put the cap on so I didn't drink any more in three in the afternoon before I had to do a voiceover and was like, I'm gonna use this on the pod tonight which okay. So, <clears throat> I will tell you, I they have a card here saying, throughout its history, Casa Ferreira has only had three wine technical directors. Today, the house is led by head winemaker Luis Sotomayor. Um, so, the, that is a guy. But, let me just read you the history behind, behind this winery, which was like the first one to make dry wine. in. Uh, it's, it's So, it's from Portugal. It's from the Douro Valley, also known as where port wine comes from, but they're making more and more still dry wines there. I mean, I guess a port wine's still too, but um okay. Let me read you a story. <clears throat> a story in each wine. The story of Casa Ferrarina is inextricably associated with one extraordinary woman. Dona Ardona Antonia Adelaide Ferre- Ferreira was born in 1811. This winery's been a long Around a long time, in the country town of Regua, the gateway to the, the wine lands of the Duro Valley, though small in stature and reserved by nature, Donna Antonia was a charismatic visionary with a, an entrepreneurial drive. In 1845, a woman, you guys, in 1845, go, Donna Antonia. She took over her family's businesses. The first, uh, the first. Portuguese family-owned winery in the Douro, founded in 1751 at the age of 33. Go Dona Antonia! Um, during her time running the company, Dona Antonia expanded her estates, created new expanses of terraced vineyards. Oh, guys, you guys have to go to Portugal. I So Vinho Verde, where I was, is just um, like if you kept going uh, east from it, you would enter the Douro Valley. It's so beautiful. Closed-terraced vineyards. Um, So, okay. Uh, Oh, and she improved the hard lives of the local farming families. Dona Antonia was so well-loved that the local people affectionately nicknamed her Ferrarinha, the little Ferrara, which is like the diminutive for Ferrara. When the Ferrarinha died in 1896, she left behind a portfolio of great duro estates and an immensely successful business our legacy and quest for excellence continues to be the fundamental pillar of the Casa Ferrina brand for more than two hundred and fifty years um oh okay, so they in nineteen fifty two they launched the wine called Barca Velha Velha, um which uh is this so they're saying an iconic wine only made in the best years um and I think there's a new one coming out soon um anyway. They're cool. They a woman was vital to them existing. And uh the wine I have today for you is the Casa Ferrarina Calabriga Red 2016. They also tasted us on um their Esteva red and their Papa Figos red. And each label has like a different picture, like one is a flower, one's a bird. Uh the Calabriga has a it looks like um one of those greek uh drawings you'd see on on an urn of some people and kind of a chariot with bow and arrow and and some horses oh wait let me look at my notes and see if they told us what that was about Anywho, um and the thing is you guys portuguese wines like this wine is like 35 dollars and it's like it's a great wine um it's a blend of red grapes, so there's probably triga nacional, triga franca, Tinto um possibly some other tintas. Um those are the primary grapes used in port, but also the I mean that's what's grown in the duro, and that's what they're using the still red wine. They did not give me the exact breakdown of it, but um let me read you what they have to say about it. Hmm. New to the U.S., Calabriga is an intense, elegant, and contemporary red wine from the Duro. It reflects the versatility and passionate modernity of the region's wines. Grapes chosen from selected plots, um, they told us in the Zoom that they're from like the oldest vineyards they use. um, Selected plots from the Quinta da vineyards are vinified using state-of-the-art technology. After destemming, soft crushing, and fermentation in stainless steel tanks, the wine is aged in French oak 75% and used American oak barrels for roughly 12 months. In order to preserve the highest quality possible, the final blend is subject to filtration prior to bottling. Um they had us they told us to decant this um uh, or uh, open it at least an hour before. Um we did the the workshop so I I, I think they were right. Um Okay, so what's going to happen is I am going to cheers you and take a quick taste, then we're going to have another clue, then I'm going to play the game that uh, is not a game, what's in a glass, to describe this wine to you, and uh, then I'll read their tasting notes, and then we'll get on with things. Um, So you guys, oh, I wish you could be here and smell, I can smell this wine, like, across the table. Cheers. Mmm, possibly even better than it was yesterday um, because, well perhaps because, actually all their wines benefited from a slight chill and this one had been sitting in like my hot room open for too long when I had it yesterday. Anyway, oh my god, this is good, I can't wait to get back into it. I'll save myself. Are you ready for another clue from the game that is a game? Who, but, when, where, why wine? Okay, let's do it. You're who? is Rudolph first. Your what? I'm gonna give you a few, if that's okay. I'm sure it is. Sylvainer, Mueller turgau and Späckbergunder. That's your what. That probably eliminated a lot of things for a lot of people. Um, so let's do, let's do tasting of this wine. And before I go on, I don't know why, but I feel really nervous today doing this. Um, I don't know why. Is it because I'm drinking a wine now made by a man? Nah, is it? I just feel discombobulated a little. Let's hope the wine gets me out of that. So this is a deep um, ruby fading into a purple rim with a medium plus viscosity and a medium thick tears tangent oh god I forgot maybe I feel out of sorts because I forgot to warn you that this we have segments on the show and we have tangents we have tangents and we have segments the segments I know are what they're when they're coming the tangents I don't the tangent I have for you just now is I did my first like um with a I think an advance um online uh organized by Christine Norman blind tasting Monday morning oh my god and um I totally nailed a white Bordeaux, guys. I never nailed white Bordeaux. I totally did. I was very proud. Okay, let's go back to this. So this has medium thick tears on the nose, medium plus intensity, black fruit, red fruit, (sighs) spices, cola. It almost has the smell of an ultra-rich, like, super-ripe... Pinot Noir type notes. Um, blue fruit, like so many colors of fruit, all just hanging out, having a party, getting to know each other, mixing, mingling, maybe leaving together to go home. We'll see. Um, to hang out in some oak. Hey, baby, I got a, I got a new French oak barrel. Y- you wanna get in with me? <laughs> why nerdery? I'm so sorry, guys. Um, why don't I taste this? Hmm. Ah. Oh, this is a marvelous wine, and the ha, it has quite a bit of heft, uh, heft, um, weight to it. I guess I would say, but it also still somehow feels really lithe and velvety and silky, um, just every comfortable fabric that you could want. Um, so it's dry. Oddly, it's not part um the tannins i'm gonna put it medium plus but they're like so velvety and well integrated like hold on Hmm. oh guys you don't know how excited i am to actually drink this because i was spitting during the tasting and then i had this glass literally poured in front of me when i was like oh shit i have to drive and i decanted it back into the the bottle and did not get to drink it i'm so excited to actually drink it (laughs) Oh, you got to get a bottle of this. Um, the alcohol is probably medium plus. It feels medium plus. Hmm. I think it's got to be at least thirteen five. I don't know. I've been having. I'm just suddenly doubting myself, guys. Hmm yeah let's call this 14 it is 14 uh, percent alcohol by volume o-m-g that's marvelous um so yeah body is medium plus yet yeah, but it's so fun fun and live live and ready um then in the flavors you get like i said you get like blue plums and blackberries and black cherries and hmm, almost like an herbaceousness to it and like baking spice like allspice and clove and maybe some cinnamon and um yeah just like this hint of like greenness to it not not in a stemmy way or a a viney way i used to say because i used to identify um what i think is essentially pyrazines maybe um as being what I imagined it would be like if you sucked on a dried um, grapevine. Anyway, uh, which I might have done in my youth, because I was reminded recently by someone in my family sent me a picture of me with my two grandfathers. Um, one of the grandfathers was growing grapes, and the other was going to make wine out of it. In fact, he did make wine. Here comes another tangent. Brace yourself. Um, and apparently my, now not an uncle, but my uncle at that time thought it was so disgusting, he like snuck out to the garage and and like poured out the glass so Um, but there's a picture of me holding these grapes with my grandparents uh, that were gonna become wine so that's fun. Where was I with that? Oh yeah so there's like this hint of like herbality to it and uh, it's just it's so it's got a lot going on there's a little bit of like earth like to it. Um, This wine is every woman. Um. What else can I tell you? Let's look at the finish. It's a wine that makes me wiggle my butt in happiness, cause it's really good. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see what their tasting notes on it were. Um, there are some on the on the website, but the, that's for the two thousand seventeen, and I have the two thousand. Oh wait, I do have the. Okay, this is the right one. Um, All right. They say, I think they might be different than the notes on the bottle, Um, a deep ruby color, an aroma of good intensity with notes of black fruits, such as prunes and sour cherries, as well as coca and chocolate. I didn't get that. Courtesy of good maturation. Balsamic aromas of resin and menthol. Oh, the menthol. Maybe that was the green thing I was getting. Are also prominent alongside a well-integrated wood element that bestows great complexity, I'll say. On um, the palate, has good volume, smooth yet firm tannins. What did I tell you guys? Balanced acidity, uh, notes of black fruit, slight florality. Not getting the flowers as much, but um, and a long finish. See what the bottle says. Uh, if it says anything different, Do-do-do-do. Calabriga tastes of wild fruits such as blackberry and raspberry. It is also spicy, pepper and cinnamon, and balsamic, cedar and eucalyptus. Does balsamic vinegar really taste like cedar and eucalyptus? I'm confused. Uh, Aromas, yeah. I feel okay about my tasting note. I still feel confident in it. Um, It didn't quite match up with theirs, but maybe I haven't been hanging out with um, eucalyptus and balsamic vinegar enough. I don't know, guys. But God, I just want to keep drinking this. It's so yummy. Mmm. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, I did have, from, from the class, I do have the grape varieties written down. It's got both Tariga, Esenal, and Tariga Franca, plus Tinto Reis, which, guys, fun fact, Tinto Reis is one of the names they call Tempranillo in Portugal. They also call it Aragonese. It's either Aragonese, so Aragonese and Sensibel are both um, other names for um, for Tempranillo, but I forget which one it is Portugal uses, uh, you could also call Tempranillo Ul (laughs) de Yebre, uh, let's see, Tinto Tinto del Toro, if it's made in Toro, Tinto Fino, Tinto del País, did I leave any out? And, oh, okay, now I'm looking at my wall, I have a list, and Arinto Tinto. (laughs) Tempranillo has so many synonyms, it's fun to rattle them all off like a badass, because, you know, badasses sit around and memorize synonyms. <laughs> I can't talk, guys. Synonyms to grapes that hardly even get mentioned where they're most famous from, which is Rioja. People probably think Rioja is a grape. I don't know. Let me know if you hear this, um, what you thought about Rioja, and if you knew it was Tempranillo. Maybe a lot of you did. I don't know, but you know, weigh in. I was very grateful last week um, I had someone weigh in. I was talking about Rogue One and A New Hope, which you guys as I was saying, A New Hope, fucking one of the best. I don't know if it's the best. I'm still getting through them all, but Rogue One stands up. Um and someone commented on that. Thank you, Matt, for doing that by the way. All right. Let us get another clue, shall we? Before I just like I'm trying I'm just like trying to um riff here so I can take uh other more random sips. <laughs> They're not random sips, so I can just like Sipping and gabbing, gabbing and sticking. So I can't talk, guys. Oh, dear. It's like I used all my voice magic yesterday playing that character, and now I'm just like, oh. Okay, I just paused the recording for a minute so I could pour myself a little bit more of this because I don't know what makes me think that I can get by through a whole podcast with like less than a nicely-sized pour. Um, by the way, for this one, I decided to use... I still have been using my glass. Grazzle glasses, glass, I only have one so far, a bunch. I still need to do a test taste against um, Zalta with them. But today, for the the Douro Valley, I thought I would probably, I should probably put it in a Bordeaux glass. So that's what I'm drinking out of, which, like, they kind of come somewhere between a a Pinot Noir glass, a Burgundy glass, um, AKA, a.k.a. a Burgundy glass, and... Like a universal or white wine glass, uh, I really the Zalto Bordeaux glasses I really like. Um, yeah, they they kind of look like a smaller version of their Burgundy glass, I guess. You can never have too many different shapes of glassware, guys. Uh, if you are listening and feel so inclined, uh, you should get on the gram and tell me what glasses you use. Even if like they're if they're fun and funky, I want to see that too. I love nothing more than cool stemware. Actually, that's not true. I love a lot of people more than. (laughs) That'd be really sad. (laughs) Your Zalto and your uh, your I don't know your sibling. uh, You have to push one off a cliff. Which one do you push? And I'm like, not the Zalto. That's absolutely not true. I love my brother. Okay, I was gonna get on, to, uh, get on with the game that actually is a game. Thank you for playing What's in Glass with me, by the way. Complete with so many tangents. This is not uh, the wine situation without tangents. Okay, <clears throat> your who is Rudolf first. Your what is, your what's, I should say, are Sylvaner, Müller-Turgau, and Spätburgunder. Your when is... You want to surprise friends with a dry Riesling. Because um, they also make that there. Oh, we're going for a region, incidentally, if you didn't figure it out. Um, Okay, so next on the agenda, I have the Happy Cocktail Hour. Because I, for a while, have known that my favorite... Okay, it's a... Uh, it is what people probably still call and probably keep well it's controversial tiki drinks are controversial with with good reason if you want to know why listen to the episode with Andrew T where we talk about it there's a lot of rather um like racist shit and like tiki decor and stuff um and actually i saw there's some sort of conference coming up and i think there's going to be someone i i just saw the title briefly it was like tiki versus tropical drinks so i'm not sure is there a movement to start calling them tropical drinks because the thing is guys tiki drinks are fucking delicious they are fucking delicious they are fun um hopefully they don't come in racist uh, glasses because that happens a lot um oh guys oh i'm getting raisins on this wine now Oh, maybe that's the plums or the prunes they're talking about? Hold on. Mm. Um. So, yeah, tiki, controversial topic. Um, I am all for keeping the recipes and changing the decor that goes with it. Um, I also heard the goth tiki was a thing, and I'm like, how did someone turn down my goth cocktail book when there's goth tiki in San Francisco? <laughs> Come on. Um. All of this is leading me to, I have long known, because I have a tiki drink book that I made so many recipes from, I have long known that possibly my favorite tiki drink ever is the Jungle Bird. Um, And my recipe came from Tiki Drinks by Nicole Weston and Robert Sharp so let me read you the recipe that this book lists for it because that's the only one I've made I've seen other uh, variations on the recipe that are a little different I'll tell you about that after but anyway and you know possibly I love the jungle bird because it's bitter like my goth soul. I'll get on with it the jungle bird the recipe I used is one and a quarter ounces Campari one ounce dark Jamaican rum one ounce fresh lime juice a half an ounce of Cointreau a half an ounce of Orgeat which is like an almond syrup, um, and a quarter ounce of spiced simple syrup. And and the recipe in the book for that involved, like, I think it involved cinnamon, clove, and uh, vanilla. So if you didn't have that, you could maybe add flavoring from that anyway you shake with ice and then you strain over crushed ice although i think i've tried it up too because i i like my cocktails up guys um but it's also you know some tiki drinks are actually good over crushed ice and you know you got to get you got to get a Lewis bag and a mallet for that you don't have to but if you want to spend extra money and have like all the bar accessories that like the old school like mixologists have i don't know um there's this canvas bag you get. I keep mine in my freezer and you put your ice in it and then you have this mallet and you bang the ice in the bag and then you got crushed ice. I don't know why you need a separate bag for it. You could probably figure another way to do it but anyway that's how I make my crushed ice. Actually I know why you would because it's a very good way to relieve stress. You're just like whack the shit out of that ice. Feels good guys. Feels really good. Um, So anyway that was the recipe that I used I was looking up other recipes and most of them did not call for spiced simple syrup. Most of them called for demerara syrup, which is, demerara is just a slightly like, I don't know, I people don't like using the word funky these days, but a slightly funkier version of, um, of brown sugar and it makes great syrup. So the other recipes I've seen used demerara syrup, not spiced. There was also usually a little pineapple juice in every version I saw and they usually didn't have Quantro. So a few differences I will make the others but I fucking love a jungle bird and I I saw it somewhere on Twitter some uh, I think Karen Newman tagged some article and she's like now it's gone mainstream and I was like I'm all for that if I can get a jungle bird in a non-racist uh not a tiki like we're reclaiming these fucking cocktails glass um I hope that's not bad. I it's just it's a really delicious drink, so let's have it without the without the tiki paraphernalia. Is that okay? I hopes so. I don't know, guys. It's a complicated world. Um. Anyway, you should make that recipe I told you about, um, and tell me what you think. And you should also, especially if you're upset that like all the people celebrating tiki culture are celebrating like appropriation and and racist um um depictions uh depictions depictions of um yeah anyway then you can like get a lewis bag and a mallet and smack the shit out of some ice uh and then you know go donate some money sign some petitions protest do all that stuff too but you know if you want to like blow off a little steam first just whack the shit out of some ice feels good i haven't done that in a while maybe i'll do that when i when I hang up, when I end this not call recording this recording. We should get back to the game. Okay. Your who is Rudolf First. Your what is Sylvainer and Mueller Turgau. I don't know why I just I just took my energy like just lowered it the notch. Like let's chill guys. Um oh and also Spätbegunde. Uh your when is uh is when you want to surprise friends with a dry wine that they might not think was normally dry your where you've figured this one out this is not fair probably but your where i mean it's a more specific where but your is germany de, um i mean maybe i guess a lot of people probably have not heard of sylvainer uh, mueller turgau or didn't know it burgunder is uh the german term that they use for pinot noir they they like their um, burgunders like um pinot gris, gris uh, is a green burgunder um, Pinot Blanc is a vice burgunder. I feel like that tangent was related and relatable um okay well, before I give you a very last clue, it'd be super cool if you feel like rating or reviewing this or you know tell other people about it. Follow the wine situation on Instagram, follow Ellen Clifford on Instagram. I'm very chatty, normally, because I'm on that way too much, probably. But I love me some Instagram, what can I say? Okay, uh, your why. I'll review the clues. Who? Rudolf first. What? Sylvaner Müller-Türgau. Spätgründer. When? When you want to surprise friends with a dry wine from a grape in a place they don't think are normally dry. Uh, your uh, where is Germany, and your why is... You want a super refreshing white wine in a rather novel bottle shape. (laughs) Guys, last year I was all uh, talking about Avengen and their funny bottle shapes. we got another one for you this year. Um, This, uh, I just said this, I was about to say this year, this week. Uh, Maybe this wine is higher than 14%. I'm suddenly a little heady. Okay, if you haven't figured it out, the region we're going for is Franken. Um, and they're particularly known for Sylvainer there. Um, okay, so Rudolf First, he's, according to the Oxford Companion to Wine, I think it's where I got this fact, is one of the top uh, producers of Spätburgunder from there, which you guys, German Pinot Noir, undersung, underappreciated, so delicious, I'm into it, look for it from the region R, look for it from Baden, and I guess also look for it from Franken. Your what's were obviously the main grapes grow there, although they also make Riesling because, as I said, you could surprise your friends. People are like, I don't like Riesling, it's sweet. Or they think German wine is all sweet, and they make dry Riesling there. Um, where? Germany. That doesn't mean explaining. Okay, so the super refreshing drink in a novel bottle. Um, that weirdly rhymes. Um, it's sort of a squat-like round. It's like looks kind of like almost a full circle and then has... A, i'll put a picture of it um but anyway and i think mostly i don't know i feel like i've only ever seen Sylvaner on a menu from i mean supposedly they also make the other things but i'm not sure if they put the other grapes in uh, this bottle shape it's called a box butyl um i think i got this right b-o-c-k-s-b-e-u-t-e-l um apologize if i apologize if i mess uh mess that up anyway um Sylvainer is super refreshing, um, just crisp, sharp, comes in a fun bottle. So if you're at a restaurant and you see it on the menu and it comes by the bottle, get the bottle. Everyone will be like, what's that you got there? Or maybe not. Maybe no one will care. Maybe you'll be at a restaurant where nobody cares. I don't know. Maybe they're over there drinking Burgundy Grand cruise and they don't give a shit about Franken. But you should care about Franken, You know why? Because it's good value and it's good wine. That's why. Actually, I mean, I think good wine is enough. Do I need to not explain, um, validate myself? I don't know. Probably. (laughs) Um, So guys, we are, wow, it's not even, we're not even at 40 minutes, but that's good because I have procured another drunk dial for you, which granted was done at like three o'clock this Monday afternoon, something like that. But that's because those uh, those East Coast people are ahead of us in time. Um, so, I for a long time saw the name Lydia Richards in my email because she works for Colangelo, which uh, does like PR for a lot of wines, um, really good wines. I have I ever had a wine from Colangelo? I've been like that sucks. Don't think so. They rep like an interest. They have an interesting repertoire. Like they also just sent me some um, wine, a white wine from Portugal, and they've sent me a lot of South African stuff, because they did that, um, yeah, anyway, so she has sent me, obviously I love her, because she sent me a lot of good wine, but then I was at, um, SOMCON last year, SOMCON, I had someone ask once, they're like, is SOMCON, do you all, like, dress up like wine bottles (laughs) or corkscrews, I was like, "Ooh, how would you be a corkscrew, I don't know, but it sounds kinky, um, sexy corkscrew, um, Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I was at uh, SomCon, walking around for the Grand de or whatever they call the big tasting and was tasting, it might have been, I feel like it was either some Spanish or some Portuguese wine. I think some Spanish wine. And she gave me her card and I was like, Lydia Richards. And I was like, Lydia Richards, I'm Ellen Clifford. And we were like, oh, you're that person from the emails. Um, I love it when that happens because i have so many people i have not met in my real life um so also she is she has this um service called uh vino concierge which i will let her tell you about um in the i mean i already told her about or she already i've already recorded it she tells you about vino concierge um she's awesome she's another person who i'm like god when i can travel again and go to the east coast or when SOMCON can happen again and we can have a glass together, that would be great. Um, you know, listening back to this, I was like, I'm still, guys, will I ever, without like a cameraman and like a director, to be like, and now we have to go to co- commercial, be good at ending these calls? Because i was like, okay, great, it's good to have you. All right, so have a good night and cheers. Bye. I get really awkward. Um, also, I accidentally edited out me saying, Lydia, welcome to the show. So without further ado, let us have the drunk dial. And I will just say here, since I cut it out on that, Lydia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me.
1: I'm so excited to be here.
0: I'm glad I could get you. Um, if you're ready, we'll dive into our questions and we'll uh, we'll give our listeners a chance to hear more about you. But uh, are you ready for the final five? Yes, I'm ready. Let's do it. Awesome. Okay, question number one, like the really hard question I ask everyone um, pretty much every time is, uh, what are you drinking these days? What are you into? I feel like
1: with the pandemic,
0: it's definitely been more
1: in terms of volume than than (laughs) not. But I will say that um, sparkling wine has just been – Something that I just can't seem to stop drinking. It just I overall love fizziness, and I think mm. that I've been sort of going through the the, the cremants of the world, the, mm. the and prosecco and champagne. Like anything I could get get my hands on in the past few months, has just been sort of my thing. It's always good to like pair it with different foods so you can enjoy it on its own you can do cocktails or with foods so it's like super versatile so i feel like that's how I, I always like keeping even in a regular year i always keep a bottle of bubbly nearby for for any any potential usage
0: <laughs> i love it i'm in the midst of my my uh sparkling for uh exam for the diploma studying for that so i've been into the bubbles myself recently
1: <laughs> so exciting oh
0: um, my good luck Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, okay, question number two is what is your favorite or what is the most interesting pairing you've experienced? Can can be either one, favorite or interesting.
1: <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, so I will say in terms of pairings, I mean, yeah, I've been going crazy with with the sparkling wines, but I will say, lately, um, ice cream and PX, Pedro Jimenez, has just been Uh, in front of the Netflix thing, my life away. And it's just such a, it's just so good. And all the, like, molasses really pairs Uh, well with, like, like, the the vanilla ice cream or whatever, honestly, kind of ice cream you have. I I think those two are sort of my favorite. Sometimes I even add a little bit of olive oil, like, good olive oil just on top of
0: it. uh, It's
1: just, like, the savory kind of mix of them all oh my god that sounds
0: amazing (laughs) um okay question number three when this uh when this pandemic is is done enough that we can do more travel uh what's uh where would you like to go what what wine region would you be wanting to go visit
1: Right. Um, I will say I will probably leave whenever we're able to, I'll leave for like six months <laughs> yeah. i have been like, you know, claustrophobic in my own space. But I will say the place I would love to visit would be the Canary Islands, Lanzarote, mm. you know, where the have those like amazing vineyards that look like you're in Mars, the, the volcanic oh. soil. That's sort of been my my uh my go to place. I've been putting it out for years, but I think if the pandemic has shown us some things like we gotta you gotta do this as soon as we're
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I love. I don't see Canary Islands wines around enough. <laughs> they're so good. Absolutely agreed. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, question number four is just if you were to make a wine, uh, what would you want to make, and what would you name it? Okay, that's a, that's a toughie. Um, Sorry, I, mean, I feel like I should usually tell people that one in advance because they're always like, ooh. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh,
1: Sorry, you're putting me, you're putting me in, in a, spine, a good spot. I okay. would say I would love to do, because in theory I'd love to do sparkling wine, but I think it's too hard, so I might just do <laughs> a, a beautiful rosé. It's like a little bit of the best of both worlds, and I think mm. I would probably call it, hmm, that, that that's a trickier question. So I think I might call it something, because my mom loves rosé, so i probably mm. use her. Like maybe her name is also Lydia, but uh, maybe I'll just do like um, something in Spanish too, like Ooh. Y- y- Lydia Rosado. I don't know <laughs> something oh. like that. I mean, I would say. Just, uh, just for her, because she loved the moment that she first tasted rose. She didn't even know what it was. It was such a treat <laughs> to explain. I feel like I would do something on in honor of her.
0: Awesome. Oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> Cool. Okay. And the last question that we have been asking people since the beginning of the show is uh, not so much wine related. Well, well, it could be, we'll see what your answer is. Um, what's bringing you joy these days?
1: Yeah, definitely definitely helps helps. But I will say, um, I just, you know, this year has been difficult, but I think it's shown a lot of issues that, that we needed to address. And I just feel, it feels uh. like a year. I think, Seeing a lot of these, I mean it's it has been stressful, it has been painful, but at the same time, it's like for the first time in a while, I think i I see hope, you know, so twenty twenty eight on it a little bit, and I think if we look back um we we will be able to to see a lot of the good that he did, but um for sure, with a glass in hand, but um mm-hmm. for sure really joy to see. so so many things being called out I will say yeah yeah I think that's that and I'm looking forward to more to more progress and 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 more more diversity more inclusion and so many other things that that just like it's are so important
0: I agree (laughs) definitely um so yeah, for the five questions, <laughs> do you want to tell the listeners where like what you, you have like a service called Vino Concierge, you worked for Calangelo? Do you want to tell them where they can where they can follow you on the socials or uh, about your service or anything?
1: Absolutely. So Vino Concierge um so I created it a few years ago because I felt that that there was a little bit of a niche for for not even women owned businesses, but also Latino and black Women-owned services, and um, you know, you should be able to feel comfortable if you're hiring somebody to do an event for you, like you know, that maybe looks like you or speaks your language. Mm. So I'm able to do things in English and in Spanish. Uh, um, if you want to know a little bit more about my services, you can follow me on Instagram at Fino you know, Concierge, or my website is Cino you know, Concierge Wine. So I love, I love that little instead of putting the dot com, the dot wine is one of my favorites. Got it. <laughs> so, Super yeah, I'm, cool. I'm,
0: Thank you. So much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. So and I dream of the time. Um uh I probably will have mentioned this by the time uh I I haven't recorded the body to show as we're doing this interview, but um you meeting you was such a pleasure at the uh uh Somcon. I'm like I can't wait till we're all doing those things in person again and we can raise a glass of bubbles. <laughs> I
1: love that and absolutely it was such a treat, treat to meet you and I'm looking forward to to continue pitching, pitching you and sending you amazing wine so, uh, <laughs> yeah. I look forward to that too <laughs> um,
0: cool we'll have a great evening and uh, thank you so much for being on the show
1: you too thank you so much Ellen I really thank really enjoyed
0: awesome <laughs>
1: bye cheers bye glass, glass. glass. I just glass. drink I just drink wine, I don't fuck with Minute Maid, I just drink wine, I don't fuck with coffee mate. I, I, I just drink wine, give me red, white, or say do don't touch me motherfucker, I'm a Somali-yay. One, 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 one,